What's going on, people? It's your boy, Mr. On Point. And I am Calamity Red. And we are Conversation Con Artists, back for another wonderful, fantastic episode. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore On Point. And I can be found at Red underscore Calamity. Also, we're doing a listener letter, still doing a listener letter portion of the show. So if you have a question or a Reddit post that you would like for us to read on the show, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationconartist at gmail.com, or you can find us on Facebook, Conversation Con Artist, or you can reach out to us on any of our social media. You definitely can. And we have a letter from Colin. Of course we do. And of I'm course. sure it has a new title. Yes, episode 61, 12 Days of Meatmas, a.k.a. Cyber Meat 77. What is let, good, y'all? As you can see, Miss Red. Before you, let me just say I, how impressed I am that he was able. I gave him a challenge <laughs> and he went above and beyond. He has done meat t- uh, titles this entire year. Kudos, sir. Kudos. I mean, what do you expect? He is a lawyer. He has a degree in words and how to use them against people. <laughs> that's, I mean, come on. Yeah, <laughs> like, I didn't think that's that went how through. It happened. Didn't think that went through. Yeah, that's just what happens. <laughs> what is good, y'all? As you can see, Miss Red, I have perfectly selected title. I have a perfectly selected title for you. Assuming you guys do one more show before the holidays, this one is perfect as folks can count down the 12 days until they try to either offer meat as a Christmas gift or offer to service someone's meat as a gift. LOL. (laughs) Cuffing season budgets are probably tight this year with the pandemic and the economy in the toilet. Anyway, let's get into it. Games. Red Hades is an amazing game. It's also known as a roguelike where you try to beat a game in a single life and if you die, you start over and you keep some of your games. Another one like this think that you'll both like is dead sales you can get it on xbox ps or switch i bought it for switch so i could play at home and on the go and i even got to meet the developers at pax west in 2019 i have another game sorry before we get too far in i have played dead sales um and yeah when i played hades for the um first time it did remind me of dead cell um because yeah you have to go as far as you can without dying and that is infuriating if you make it far. <laughs> but you do get to keep like a lot of the shit that you collected, like as far it in any way than Hades. Dead Cell, not so much, but yeah. But I have played Dead Cell. He's like a little zombie ass nigga that's like I don't even know if he's trying to uh, escape from like, where he is or I don't know, but he's like a zombie. And there's a game that I was playing. I can't remember the name of it. Shit. It was basically this mining game where you're a miner and you're trying to figure out why the cave is shaking. You mm-hmm. jump down the hole and go. And basically, when you die, your character is dead, and it generates another character that just that's coming behind you to follow up on the progress that you made. Ah, uh, yeah, I yeah. Mean, you lose fun. all your money and power ups, but there's some things you do that represent progress. For example. It might take you 12 playthroughs to get to a certain point, but when you get there, you might free a character. And once you free that character, that character is now available up in the place before you jump into the hole. And so it's a bunch of characters you can free that give you power up that'll help you all the way through. And Mm -hmm. it's a lot of things you unlock. 
but basically you just build off of the last person's progress until you win. It's really interesting. I can't remember the name of it. Well, I, oh, I'll look up at some point. Dead Cells is, I play that on Xbox. I think it came one of the months that, like, it was one of the um, gold games for gold, maybe. I can't remember how I ended up with it, because I don't feel like looking at it, I, it probably isn't a game that I would have just chosen on my own. So I, I feel like it had to be like a games with gold kind of situation. <laughs> May not have been. I don't even remember, but I don't know. Well, so, uh, a lot of games are about to come to uh, Xbox Game Pass uh, this month. I think um, Skyrim is coming. Scrim. If you ain't played that shit, then, you know, one, why the fuck are you so far behind? But also, it's a pretty good game. Um, very, very entertaining oh, if you like our RPGs and shit. It's on there on the list. Yeah. He's going he's sharing his screen with me and going down this list. I can see the list. That's why I randomly yeah. said that. I didn't realize I was still sharing my screen with you. I'm glad I wasn't doing no shit. I ain't got no business. I know. That would have been awkward. Only as awkward as you would have allowed it to be. I would I was looking for awkward. the name of the game that I that I'm talking about, but I am completely. Oh, Undermine. Undermine. Uh, That's the name of the game. It's really interesting. I like it. Anyway, I'm going to continue. Another game I recommend is Streets of Rage 4. Easy to get through, fun to just pick up and play. On Switch 2, you can get Diablo 3 as well as Doom Eternal, Eternal if you're into Dungeons, Demons, Monsters, etc. for real. Okay. You playing No Man's Sky on Xbox? Nigga, you ain't, don't want to let me to get through nothing, do you? I'm sorry. I want to. I'm go, just trying go, to address go. each thing. <laughs> go. I was just gonna say Diablo Three is one of my favorite games. I already have it on Xbox, so I would not buy it on Switch because I'm sure it's not any different. Um, but I do like um, Dungeons. Uh, Doom Eternal. I have to look at that. I'm gonna um. shut up. You good. Mr. On Point, you playing No Man's Sky on Xbox? If so, let me know. I'll log in and give that one a try. I bought it for PlayStation when it first launched and put it down after about five hours never to return. I hear it's got multiplayer now. All right. Colin, when I tell you that No Man's Sky is a whole different shit than it was before, listen, I didn't play it when it first released. I only played it like once they kind of got it together when they first released that big update um i can't remember the name of the update but the first big update they released i played it i did a bunch of shit and then i put it down i picked it back up and it's a completely different game from the one that i played that i enjoyed they have added so much it looks so much better yes they have added added multiplayer where you can have bases with with people around you it's it's different it's it's a different game i mean and then with the Nexus update that they added, they have where you can just get with random people and go complete missions. I mean, defeating these big mechs and all these different things to get, like, points to something else. It's, it's ridiculous, man. It, it's a fantastic game. And, like, it got the unpredictability of the universe. I mean, you basically, you can travel to a galaxy. And it's got, like, if you look up the number, it's a high number. Like, uh... 200 and something million galaxies in the game that auto-generate, basically. 
So this is what that means, Red. So it's just an outer space game, right? So mm -hmm. it's a whole, when you look at a screen, you can literally see probably 200 little dots on the screen of stars. Each one of those stars is a galaxy. Once you click on that galaxy, the game all generates a galaxy. So it generates planets and you go to it and it may have may have two planets it may have seven planets all of them may have a moon it, it just got so many many different random things and then each planet generates certain type of fauna and flora that exist on the planet so you got different types of animals different types of plants then the planet has these different conditions so you have like a superheated planet where it's just super hot or, or a frozen planet where it's super cold you have some planets that are abandoned where there's nothing on the planet it's just all of that auto generates and it just never ends and every galaxy has different missions that you can go under and it's a ridiculous game okay i was gonna say well, what do you do but you said it has missions so okay so the it's several different things you can do so the core mission of the game is two core missions one main core mission is that you're trying to figure out you're something called a traveler where you are immortal basically and but one you discover a traveler that died somehow and you trying to figure out how this traveler died and how to resurrect this traveler by going through and doing all of this stuff to figure out how to get to him the other mission is to get to the center of the universe so apparently the universe that you start in you can just travel from planet to planet, but you got to gather resources and stuff to be able to fly from planet to planet. So it ain't like you can just keep flying. You got to stop, get new metals and different things to make gasoline so you can fly hyperdrive fuel and all this stuff. And But the way that you travel faster is that you got to find black holes in the galaxy. When you find black holes, it'll throw you somewhere else in the, in the galaxy somewhere. It'll mm. about tear up your whole ship when you go through a black hole that you got to stop and repair. Like, you can't just keep going through black holes. But that's what happens with that system. Um, then, uh, once you get to the center of the universe, you get to start over, but the next universe you're in is also a different universe that has different type of planet. So it's like the way that they got this game auto-generating you can never have the same experience going into different different galaxies. Oh, it's, cool. it's crazy how they make the game. But the, the thing that makes the game amazing is it's just it's just beautiful. Like it just looks amazing. Just the the way they got the planets looking. If you're interested in it in, in outer space, for any kid that is interested in being an astronaut or in outer space, anything, this game is like would be a joy for them. But yeah. that's enough about that. That was cool. Um, next, masks. Mr. On Point is exactly right about privilege. This is why we are never going to beat this virus. Half the country don't want to take the basic precaution like wearing a mask. And there's another subset that isn't going to trust the vaccine or also isn't going to get it. News. What do y'all make of the Proud Boys protests in D.C.? I read on Twitter that they're vandalizing black churches. <clears throat> also, can y'all talk about the story, LOL, Cyberpunk 27-7 glitches leads to penises, breast poking through... <laughs> polygon um yeah so about the cyberpunk 2077 see i was going to talk about that in my my news but i'll let you know so if you are a gamer you know that cyberpunk 2077 came out and it's to me a fantastic game i know it got glitches 
I know it is, you know, not polished for Xbox One and PlayStation 4, but I like it. It's it's a good game, have a decent experience. The only gripe I have is that the UI is abysmal. I can't read shit, and I got a 65-inch that I'm far too close to, and I still can't read the head, what the hell is on the screen. Like um, it's it's so overwhelming. It don't help ADHD at fucking all. <laughs> on your guns, like it got all these little all these settings around the guns, and, and you just gotta know what the symbols are and stuff. And then maybe I'm just too new to the game for that. But like that's that's the irritating part that I'm dealing with. But the, I like the game. But when you when you start the game and you're creating a character, you get to a point where you choose whether you have a penis or a vagina and that threw me for a loop i have created a lot of characters in a lot of different games but i've never had choose sexual origins so i chose my um so and not only do you choose it but shows it like you could choose none and you'll have some draws on when you choose penis you just got a penis swinging right there <laughs> you know, or vagina. You know, clearly vagina is what it is. It's not options, but it got like penis one or penis two. Penis one, it looked like it's circumcised. Penis two looked like it's uncircumcised. Again, you can't really tell. I don't know if you can zoom in on eight to see. Probably can, but I didn't do that. Um, <laughs> and you get to choose the penis size. You get to choose small or large. And I'm like, where's my penis size representation? Where's where's my mediums at, goddamn? I, why why can't I get a medium penis option? It's more than small and large. All right. My penis is happily medium. <laughs> and <laughs> in between choosing big and small, I was like, well, small ain't a representation. Big ain't a representation either. But I feel like I feel like I'd be playing on this stereotype that everybody wants some kind of big meat to, by choosing big when I'm happy with what I got. So I just chose small. And I don't know what, I don't know if it's going to make a difference in the game. My Rockman 3K3 from the Nerd Plate said that it's about representation because clearly you can have uh, trans people on the game and which applaud to them uh, for that. But like, it's too much. But lo and behold, one of the major glitches in the game is just people's dicks sticking out of their clothes. <laughs> and it looked <laughs> so fucking funny. It just looked like <laughs> it looked like if if a man sent you a dick pic, like and but in real life, like if you just were on a date, <laughs> it's the equivalent of a real life dick pic, is what it looked like. It's so fucking weird. They're just hanging out of the pants. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. And then one with some boobs hanging out. Yes. So that's some of the glitches that people are talking about. But I guess this is an ideal glitch. Like my game done um uh, my game done shut down on me about five times. Just just shut down. Um froze, kicked me back out to the dashboard, had to start over. Not the game, but like restart the game. But uh, but either way, outside of that, I can the experience. It it caters to what I like in video games. It has it has the stealth and the high body component of like um, 
Dave's ex, not Dave's ex, Mike. Now I'm gonna say that. Um, Dave's ex, just the game. Um, it's got like that stealthy, hide body component of that. It has the like customizable dialogue kind of something like uh, Fallout, um, Fallout Three maybe, or maybe Fallout New Vegas. It's got a dialogue that like changes as you go. Um. There was one moment in the game where I made some decisions that led to a dude shooting me in the face. And then I decided to, after I died and came back, I decided to go down a different dialogue tree. And I saw immediately how different decisions give you different outcomes, you know, without having to have special skills. I like that. And then, um, and then I just like that it has so many different gun options, man. I just wish they would clean up their menus and make crafting and all of that stuff uh un more easily understandable uh i haven't done this yet but they have a database that explains a lot of shit in the game and one of my buddies told me that uh they don't do a good job of explaining this by yourself but go read the database the database will give you a lot of information on how to do shit because they don't help you understand how to fi figure it out but yeah twin uh cyberpunk 2770 um cyber meets <laughs> slanging <laughs> and uh with no representation <laughs> anyway um the proud boys proud boys protest in dc it's not surprising it's not surprising at all you know i guess what's more surprising is the silence um of course because when black lives matter was protesting fox news was talking about uh how protests weren't gonna resolve anything and here we are with the Proud Boys, who has absolutely nothing to fucking resolve, just going around protesting, just to protest, feeding off of the energy, the bullshit energy that Trump is throwing out here. Um, and apparently vandalizing shit. And vandalizing shit, and ain't nobody gonna say nothing. And that's just what it is, man. I was having a conversation with somebody the other day, basically saying, "Listen." White America ain't willing to take accountability for what they did to black America and other brown cultures, but right now, black America. And not only are they not willing to take accountability for what America has done to the black community, but they also blaming the black community for that shit. And this really, this behavior really just caters to that rhetoric. Um, They will allow this, they, like, this moment in America has shown me not only how much privilege white people have, but how much privilege white people believe they have. When it comes to masks and vaccines and these freedoms that they they use and that's that are the reasons why they don't do the shit. So um, what is Remy doing? Is he <laughs> licking his meat? Is that why you keep him back? Let, let that man lick his meat. And he's licking his feet. Listen, I hate the sound of people eating, and I don't like the sound, like mouth sounds in general. So this nigga licking the shit out of his feet, and I've told him to stop, and he keep, he'll stop and look at me and be like, okay. And then as soon as I sit the fuck back down, here he go again, doing this loud licking shit. I hate mouth sounds. I can't stand it. I hate to hear people eat, and this sound he making with his mouth licking on his feet is fucking annoying. He just keep looking back. Like... <laughs> 
the whole time. I'm like, damn, what is he doing? Quit stopping that man. Let the man lick his damn feet. That man, he ain't bothering nobody. You letting that trauma fuck up his good time. Let your damn trauma fuck that man up. You either it's something wrong with his feet and he need to lick it because he need to scratch it or something, or he love that shit and your trauma is fucking up his good time. <laughs> I leave that damn dog alone. I spray his feet and he hate it. He hate for me to spray his feet, but. If I don't spray it, then he do this shit. I don't know. I'm tired of him. <laughs> that man lick his damn feet. Shit. Shit is annoying. I hate this thing. Oh, he's doing it again. So we're just gonna. But anyway, white America believes they got shitload of privilege, and this moment is showing me how much they believe they got. Uh, they even believe that they got privilege over an airborne virus. Like I understand them believing they got privilege over other humans. But they got they believe they got privilege over an airborne virus. <laughs> I mean, what the heck? You know, so I I don't know, man. Maybe this this maybe this is just a purge. Maybe whoever don't get the virus just gonna die from coronavirus. <laughs> maybe that's what's that maybe that's how this story pans out. <laughs> I don't know. But whatever. You got anything on that? Uh, no, I'm just, there's nothing else to say. I, I say something about these masks every week because it just, it infuriates me because I really honestly, truly feel like if I attempted to walk into a store without a mask on, it would be a fucking problem. And it's like, okay. Um, it's, it's the most basic of shit that they're asking you to do. And like, they don't want to do it. And they feel like privileged enough to where they don't have to. And it's just, it's frustrating. It pisses me off. And so it doesn't surprise me that probably, and, you know, Trump, whatever. Just, I'm sick of America. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> basically, Trump has given these Proud Boys and a lot of other organizations a platform to stand on. And whatever respect that I could possibly gather up for some Republicans that have morals or, you know, magically remember that morals exist once Trump is gone, <laughs> it's going to be dependent upon how they tear down these platforms that Trump gave these people. I mean, yeah. it, it's going to be real tempting for them to use these groups as a base and, you know, kind of tiptoe and tap dance on that line of, you know, I don't support these people when they say my name, but when they don't say my name, I say things that they like. And if motherfuckers tear these platforms down, then maybe I'll start growing some respect for the Republican Party. You know, because right now at this moment that Joe Biden don't want and everybody's looking at what politics can do for black people. If Joe Biden don't do nothing for black people and make black America look different, then the Republicans going to have an opportunity to show up and show out on, on what they can do for black people. I think they too racist to do that, to be honest. <laughs> so I feel like we really be stuck with the democratic party. I just think that the option is let's make the democratic party what we want to see it being instead of submitting to what it is right now. Um, Cause like I said, all these niggas finna be gone soon. Um, Chuck Schumer, Pelosi, y'all can name all of the old motherfuckers in the next 10, 15 years. We can have a bunch of black people, a bunch of women, a bunch of LGBT, a bunch of POC, a bunch of people in those positions. But 
you know, we got to start that shit now. That's kind of how I see it. Um, but that's my perspective. We also have a Reddit post from Colin. We do. Out of his favorite Reddit subreddit, Dead Bedrooms. How many Dead Bedroom posts? All right. Um, now, I don't know what this word means that he's saying. More than a decade ago, my STBX. I don't know what that is. It's X, X, STBX. STBX is the person that you'll soon to be divorcing. <laughs> oh, okay. Soon to be X. Okay, I got you. I got you. I got you. Uh, okay. I just, more than a decade ago. <laughs> more than a decade ago, my soon to be X and I went to our first marriage counselor. We are were advised to schedule time for intimacy, go to the sex store and explore, laugh, talk, buy some toys. She refused to do any of that. She also admitted that she no longer had any interest in giving me oral sex or otherwise helping out. Despite the red flags, we had only been married a few and had two children 18 months apart who were still very young, so I stayed. I made major changes in my life, stopped smoking cannabis daily, and got on antidepressants for a while. Not a good year. We moved across the country so she could be closer to her friends and family, and our children could grow up near their cousins. Over the past decade, I've grown more and more lonely and depressed and frustrated and angry. The cycle of appeasement, approval-seeking, trying to get her into a better mood so that maybe just maybe she would want to be intimate, something more than maybe once a month, drunk in PMS or middle of the night, wake up for sex, or the occasional weekend morning of bland, perfunctory intercourse with no foreplay. The marriage counselor, more waste of time. Always, our answer was that if I provided more financial security, if only I made more money, she wouldn't be so stressed and then would therefore be more interested in being intimate, having sex more often, etc. In other words, she was held affection as a way to motivate me to make more money and would constantly gaslight me into thinking that our relationship is normal. Every marriage has a dead bear. Every couple ignores each other completely until the children turn 18. Eventually, I started individual individual therapy, which helped me realize that my bouts of depression generally stem from being stuck in a shitty relationship. Our <laughs> third marriage counselor told us the best case scenario for children is happily married parents, and the second best is happily divorced parents. Yep. Last June, I finally told her that we needed to shift our focus from pretending to be the first best case scenario to the second. Marriage counselor number four agreed that we had very little common ground, so I left. Or should I say I'm leaving? My new house isn't available until January, so it's a little uncomfortable until then. I'm sleeping at my office most nights, except for when it's my nights with the kids. And one month ago today, I invited a friend over for an after-work drink. That led to my offering a foot rub, which led to me asking if it was okay to also rub her legs, which led to her replying, you can rub me anywhere. <laughs> it's been a very, very wonderful month. A lot of patient reprogramming on my part, almost completely non-intercourse playing, all the four oral that have been so completely and miserably absent from my life. The last 10 plus years, sexual activity without negative feelings, no anger, frustration, resentment, confusion. Who knew? <laughs> I felt sane for the first time in years. I'm not a walking ball of sexual tension. I have whole days where I'm not even horny. It's amazing to feel normal. It's amazing to be with a generous, very appreciative lover. It feels wonderful to have escaped the dead bedroom. I hope everyone reading this who feels stuck in hell can also escape. Go find someone who wants to make you come even more than you want to. I can be done. It can be done. Good luck. Damn. Ten years. God damn. That's a long time. Um and like the whole if you made more money, I wouldn't be stressed. Poor people fuck each other's brains out, okay? That's not <laughs> that's not no. <laughs> um so uh, good for him for getting out. Um that whole stay together for the kids shit pisses me off 
as a as a and I say this as somebody that grew up in a two parent household. Okay, wish my parents had got a divorce. Okay, hundred percent wish these niggas had got a divorce. Feel like we would have all been better off had that happened. So like, this just staying together. Kids know they feel that the energy in the house is off, the dynamic of the family is off. Like just having two adults who are married in a household does not make a happy household or a good household for your fucking kids. It just don't. That ain't how that works. Um, not at all. And I really wish people would stop doing that. Um, because it isn't as healthy as you think or, or that you'd be led to believe because everybody make it seem like, you know, the only way for your kids to, to grow up normal and to be health, happy and healthy is for them to grow up in a two-parent household. But it's like, if you fucked the wrong person and made a baby, the best that you can do is co-parent with that person. But trying to, like, force some shit that ain't going to work to work, that kid is going to see that. And what you're doing is giving them the basis for how their relationships is going to look. And you don't want to do that. Um so I hate that it took him 10 years. That's a long fucking time. Yeah. Shit. I've been in a dead bedroom situation. You not know. For 10 years though. Not for 10 years, but you know, the Jesus. experience of believing that there was something I can do to make her want to do it. Oh yeah. Was a you know, yeah. it wasn't as serious as needing to make more money, you know, but it turns out that she just wasn't comfortable with where she was going in her, her spiritual journey with just having sex in general, you know, oh, so geez. we decided not to. But that was, uh, I mean, that was a lot more comfortable for me knowing that not to expect that than there being this absent invisible thing I can do to make her desire it more. Yeah. You know, so I, I see it. I mean, I w- doing that for 10 years, you know, but like she has somebody who bought her bullshit, you know, and I'm glad he got an opportunity to get out of the situation. Yeah, because that's terrible. It's that's important to have somebody that matches your sexual energy or at least close enough to matching your sexual energy, man. That's <laughs> It's That's important. really, yeah. And look, and you got to be willing to do what it takes. You know, your 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 guy ain't always gonna want to. Well, your lady ain't always gonna want to have sex. Sex. You know what I'm saying? If she willing to give you a little handy J, little blow J, <laughs> use a toy or two on you. You know what I'm saying? Use some um. What do they call some um? Easy beat eggs. <laughs> look them up. You don't know what it look. Look up Tanga eggs. Tanga nope. eggs. T E N J eggs. Nope. Look them up. Nope. Not gonna do it. Not you. Oh, okay. Clearly, <laughs> everybody listening know not you. Red. <laughs> everybody. <laughs> you ain't gonna give your man a hand job if he want some intimacy, but not. But you don't want to have sex. Why wouldn't I do that? But you wouldn't use a tanga egg. Red, what happened to you? Mm, hadn't done this in a while. I don't know if y'all can still hear me or not, but Red, uh, she froze. And now I'm waiting for her to unfreeze. Oh, we. 
you don't be you don't be making no damn noise, but now you come over here whining. What happened? You froze for a long time. Oh really? I was still talking. You just froze like hell. What'd you hear? I said you give him a hand job, but you wouldn't use a tanga egg. Okay, and what I said was what the people don't know is that we all went out to lunch over the weekend, had a conversation about eggs that makes me anti-egg now. So I don't give a fuck what kind of egg it is. I'm good on eggs for the moment. <laughs> want to know what the egg? Uh, you know, want to know what the purpose of the eggs are? No. Okay, so clearly we know what the purpose of the eggs are, as we know what the purpose of every male sex toy is, right? Yes. Is to help a man get off. But most of them look like dumbass versions of a woman's vagina. Flesh lights, all of that. It looked like stupid vagina lips or real <laughs> lips that you put on your thing. These are meant to be something similar in terms of it'll help a man get off, but it ain't it don't look stupid as hell to make a man feel dumb for having bought a pocket pussy. Oh, I thought it was something that you put up your butt. What? <laughs> Look, I have these. Why the fuck would I have that? <laughs> I didn't know you had the eggs. I just... <laughs> okay. Look, I Red, hold on. Let's have this conversation. Look, this is this is one of the eggs. Okay, and it's six eggs that come in a pack. I don't use four of them, and is I got two left, and they got different designs on them. I don't know if you can see the designs on them. It looks like, like my camera too bright. It just looks like white egg. Like my camera. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me let me bring my brightness down to see if that make a difference. Um, how to bring my brightness? Your screen. <laughs> huh? You're still sharing your screen. Okay. So hold on. Let me auto focus. Oh, I ain't like... gonna help. Still bright. Did that make it brighter? I think that made it brighter. Hold on, y'all. Bear with me. No, it didn't. I don't have to see it. Just listen, listen. I'm trying to explain to you. Each one of these eggs have some shapes on the outside of it that makes that that represents what pattern is on the inside of it. Now, this is a soft, they call this a soft boiled egg. Oh versus God. a hard-boiled egg. I'm just saying, which, the hard-boiled ones have these designs, but they are much rougher, so that you have a different experience. Um, But I want you to tell the people what you see. It's an egg. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's an egg, but you have no idea what, what is inside the egg. I don't right? need to know what's inside the egg. I'm finna let you know. I'm finna I let don't you know. need to know, though. I'm, it's fine. It's this rubber, it's this rubber thing. You can see it. It stretches, oh. and you just put it on there, and then you just go at it. It got a little lube kit that come in it. It looks but like what I'm saying, when you stretch it out. Yeah, but but the essence of me showing you this is this don't look at all like something that a man would be embarrassed to buy if they would like to use a toy to debate. Oh, okay. That's why... You would rather use something like this, like you would, like if you were going to use a toy on your partner, you much rather use something like this than a fucking uh, flashlight. Yes. <laughs> you wouldn't even want to see a fucking flashlight in your house. No. You know what I'm saying? So. No, I wouldn't. So um, 
So if you, I mean, like your partner might not want to do, you know, do anything. So you got to be willing to be flexible for your partner. Um, dudes, you might not feel like getting in at some point. Then I hope you're ready to put your mouth wherever your mouth need to go and use toys. If you got toys that going to help her get to where she want to be at, you know, but the essence I think is like, even if the sexual energy ain't fully matched, where do you fill in the gaps? I think that's important. But um, but yeah, that bedrooms sound like trash. I experienced <laughs> one, but it wasn't that big a deal to me. But it would be a big deal now in my life. It would be a really big deal now. But um, that being said, appreciate that, Colin. Oh, that was it. Yeah, that was it. Oh. Okay. Um, appreciate you for sending that letter, and uh, and uh, that's it <laughs> for that letter. Shit, <laughs> you know we would kick in and say some shit at this point. We have one more letter from Cat. There is a picture of a ham sandwich and a bag with a bite out of it. Okay. Clifford and I have been married almost 41 years and I've made his lunch every working day since day one. On occasion, I would join him on the job site and have lunch with him. He made the comment that lunch tasted better when you share it with someone you love. Soon after that, while fixing his sandwich one night, I took a bite out of it before putting it away. When he got home long before cell phones, he commented that someone took a bite out of his sandwich. I told him that since I couldn't join him for lunch, I took a bite so he knew I was joining him. I continue to do this frequently, unless it's tuna or pimento cheese, and he still says, saw you join me for lunch today, and it sure was good. All right. I'm going to... No, no, no. This is not acceptable. (laughs) This ain't no kind of acceptable. Do not, number one... Do not be the first to penetrate my damn sandwich, okay? (laughs) The first bite of the sandwich is the best bite. Ain't no way you about to take the best bite away from me and hide it under the rules of spending lunch with me. That shit don't make sense. You ain't with me. (laughs) Nigga, put your favorite bag of chips in the bag or some shit. Don't take a bite out of my sandwich. You just extracted some of my experience. Didn't add to it. Now, I feel like this is something that a controlling woman in a relationship would do, and the man just going to accept it anyway because he's trying to avoid problems. (laughs) That's what he's trying to do. This is not acceptable. Don't take away from that man 41 years. That man need every bite in that sandwich to keep his day going the way he needed to be. You taking a bite out of the sandwich? I ask for tuna and pimento sandwiches every day. <laughs> Them, you don't bite those? Okay, well. Them the only sandwiches I'm going to be requesting from here on out. If you think you could just take a, a bite of my sandwich and know nothing happened about it. <laughs> I got him requ- he didn't request that. No, he didn't. And, like, how do we know she genuinely wants him to feel that versus she just want a bite of that sandwich when she's making it? She can make, she made the sandwich. She can make her one if she wanted one. I don't think that she wants the sandwich. She's got the, she's the holder of the ingredients. She could, 
make a sandwich if she wanted to make. She a don't sandwich. really want a sandwich. She want to do what all women be doing, First which is all. have some of they make shit. That's what listen, they want. Cause you don't want. Listen, I don't understand why this is such a difficult concept for men to understand. Sometimes I don't want a whole fucking thing. I just want some of it. And it doesn't make sense to order a whole thing. So if you order fries and I only want a couple of fries, it, it makes more sense for me just to get a couple of your fries than for me to say order a whole thing of fries when I only want like two fries. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't it make makes sense. sense for some reason to you. <laughs> but it don't make sense to me. I'd rather you get a whole fry and throw half that shit away <laughs> and take some of my shit. I'd just rather you do that. That makes more sense to me because the only person that lose is the homeless people that can eat your half a box of fries that you finna throw away. It's unnecessarily wasteful when you could just give me a couple of your fries. Like it's not like I'm eating half of your fries. It's a it do happen like that sometimes. That sometimes no, it, it does. Be half. It does happen sometimes. Sometimes but... you just don't have the foresight. To know that you want it more than you thought you wanted. And so when you start eating my shit and it reminds you that you want it more, now I'm the dickhead if you can't have no more of my shit. That I had the foresight to know that I want it. But even if it isn't, ha so, I mean, obviously we're not dating, but <laughs> I like to aggravate Cole Jackson sometimes when we go out. <laughs> And I literally will ask him for like two of his fries. He gets so livid <laughs> because he's like, I ordered all of these fries because I wanted all of these fries. It's like, it's two fries though, my dude. Like, you really finna like act up over two fries? It's the principle. Y'all just don't want people in your food, which I don't understand. You ask me for two of my fries, I'm not gonna have a freak out about it. I'm just gonna be like, here, get the get two fries. You will have a freak out if you ask me directly if I want some <laughs> shit. And then I say no to your face with my eyes wide open in your face. And then you go get what you want and then come back. And I'd be like, what you get? You gonna be, you gonna be like, why you asking that? <laughs> you gonna do the same shit. We just don't do that. We don't do that. But if it happened to you, that shit, when your kids be doing that one day, you're gonna be like, you little greedy motherfucker. No, you can't have none of my shit. You just ate a sandwich. You gonna say that shit to your kids when they want some of your stuff. But we supposed to just lie down and accept that y'all De deserve this is dramatic if you ask me. a portion of our food just on GP <laughs> and we just supposed to accept it and we get the backlash when we be like no it's a lose-lose situation like you just gotta give them the food that's why I always order too much food for me so it worked <laughs> for me I always order too much food for myself and it ain't even because somebody might want some it's because I don't when it's fast food, I don't trust fast food to get the only thing I order right. So I order one main thing I want and then some side dollar shits that will be back up. And sometimes the side dollar shits be so delicious, I don't get to my main shit. But sometimes the main shit be delicious. Sometimes all of the shit be horrible. You know, so that's just how it is. So I, don't, I ain't gonna have that problem that much. But my girlfriend done crept up on me sometimes you know what i'm saying 
And I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you what she did. <laughs> we went to Cheesecake Factory and we got two slices of cheesecake. Okay. And I I left and went somewhere and I came back and my cheesecake was there and most of her cheesecake was gone. And so we just sitting on the couch chilling. I got my cheesecake out and she was like, let me taste your cheesecake. And she took the container from me and she took a bite. And I was like, okay, cool. And then she started feeding me cheesecake. <laughs> but she was feeding me cheesecake one bite per her two bites. <laughs> it was a smooth ass motherfucking operation. I ain't even gonna lie. Took me by surprise. But she... She was feeding me one bite and getting her two bites. So I looked back and was like, what, what the hell happened to the cheesecake? <laughs> They're like, damn, the cheesecake is... Did I eat all of those bites? <laughs> no. She wasn't giving me bites big enough. It was a smooth operation. Oh, I feel like it is just... It's just it, it must just be built into y'all <laughs> to desire our food. And it's like, you know... the. You ever heard them say that uh, a stranger's candy tastes the best? Yeah. <laughs> Our food must taste good than a motherfucker. <laughs> because when y'all ask for that shit, it just hurts so bad, man. It hurts. I don't even be mad. I just be hurt. I be like, damn. I hope she at least enjoy it. <laughs> this is my shit. Oh, I don't know. I wish I could explain it. I don't know. I just, I don't, and maybe it's because I'm on the other side of it. I just feel like y'all be being dramatic about it. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> like, y'all be as dramatic about it as when we say no. So who really the because problem? Because it's like, why not? <laughs> but if, it, if it's nothing worth being dramatic about, then you wouldn't be dramatic about it when you didn't get it. How you gonna be upset about the person dramatic about it that's on the losing end of the deal <laughs> because you want to gain? And how come if we dramatic about it because you want what we got, but if you're dramatic about us saying no, that's okay, that's acceptable. That all that double standard shit is poppycock. I don't subscribe to it. <laughs> That's why, men, find your workaround. Buy extra shit. All right? That's that's the solution. Buy extra shit. Don't just buy enough. Buy enough for the both of you. That's how you resolve it. Go on ahead and figure out what default item you're going to buy your lady when you go somewhere. Get her a damn fry. Get her a damn shake. Get her a damn McChicken sandwich. Get her something. Or get you something. Get you an extra fry. Get you an extra McChicken. Put it at the bottom of the bag. Make her think that you happily giving her some fries. But you got them <laughs> turn and look at the camera and pull that other bag out and be like, hey, do that shit. It's a solution to this problem, okay? It's not a problem per se, but okay. It's a problem when we say no. It is. I asked you if you wanted some. <laughs> It's a problem then. Oh, now you being condescending, huh? What? No. I just I, that's literally what happened. I literally asked you. Oh, but because you asked me and I ain't want some now, I shouldn't have none of yours. But no, you should have said yes. Maybe I would like something. I don't know. I'm kind of hungry. Pick something for me. Surprise me. 
But y'all sit there and say no <laughs> to our face. <laughs> I, I, she want a bite of that man damn sandwich. She don't want his sandwich. She can make her sandwich. She look women, and I like, and you know, I'm like one of the least. Like I do the food thing, but like a lot of like mushy shit, I ain't really with it. Women be thinking the weirdest shit be sweet. Like she, she probably thought, oh, he doesn't want to have lunch by himself. Let me figure out a way for me to be there with him in spirit. And she thought it was just the, the greatest thing ever. Man. And he encouraged it. He encouraged it by if she didn't do it, he would ask her what happened. Or so I mean, he didn't mind it. Apparently, it's fucking weird. I wouldn't do it. I'm not gonna bite out of your fucking sandwich, like, bro. I'm not there. I'm sorry. You at work. Go to work and eat lunch like a normal fucking person. <laughs> the fuck? With a bite out of your sandwich. What is how does, what is that even no? We're gonna do that. It's crazy. Man. <laughs> but she probably thought she was being super sweet. Because in her mind, you know. That man was in the damn cafeteria, like, yo, this bitch took a bite out of my damn sandwich, <laughs> man. Let me text her and say, Oh, you ate with me today. Yay. I can't believe this much. Anybody got something I can have? Because this shit, I lost my appetite off this damn bite off of this damn sandwich. <laughs> Who got some tuna? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Assuming that, man. That, I don't want like that. My mom won't have to worry about that because she won't have to make my lunch. If I had a oh, job yeah, where I take so lunch, she ain't got to make my lunch. Yeah. Unless she want me to eat some healthy shit. Then she got to make it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I just I just don't have I don't have the tenacity to desire to make healthy shit for myself. <laughs> I just look in it and be just disappointed, and then I go buy a bag of chips and some little dippers <laughs> at the gas station before I get to where I'm going. <laughs> even though little dippers don't even taste good no more. Price went up, taste went down. <laughs> shit don't make sense. Don't do this, women. Yeah. Um. Unless you know for a fact that it's gonna work with your partner. I mean, it worked fine. It's just weird. That's I would cheap. never again. He don't let her believe the shit work because it's just not <laughs> worth it. It isn't it, just like it ain't worth me saying no. You can't have none of my fries or no. You can't have none of my cheesecake. And the reality <laughs> is, in a lot of instances, I do want to share my food. I'm a sharer. I like to host. I like people to try things that I make and and things that I chose and be like, damn, this is good. Which is what happened. So I like that. It was valuable for me for that moment. You know what I'm saying? But not all the time. Not all the time. Thank you, Kat, for that. Uh, turned into a tirade on women, but it's fine. Um, with new rules, man. <laughs> after 50% of the food gone, that shit dead, too. After 50% <laughs> of the food gone, if you ain't asked for no food by the time half of it gone, you just you just bullshitting at that point. Like, why he want none when the food was at its best? I mean, I just slopped over half of the sandwich, the fries cold, and you want some now? No, I get it. Like when it comes to the table, because I want fr- hot fries. Why would I want cold fries? I'm gonna wait. If I'm gonna ask for something, it's gonna be when it come out, when it's still fresh and good before you play over it. Mm. <laughs> Leave my shit alone. <laughs> Leave me alone. That is going to be it for the letters. 
question already posted. You like for us to answer on the show. You can see that to our Gmail account, which is conversationconartists at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook, Conversation Con Artists, and send it to us that way. All right. So this is going to be a very untraditional show. Because what we are doing is we're just going to have a conversation. Because as you all know, I'm moving to Hawaii. He is in like a and few days. On yeah, in what five days I'm moving to Hawaii to be with my girlfriend. And um I've had to say a lot of goodbyes, even though I'm still gonna fucking exist. <laughs> you know, this is just one of them moves where it feels like I'm disconnecting from a lot of people that uh across the country and in the water. <laughs> Yeah, like I feel okay. like I'm um this is a big change. So I just wanted to have a conversation with Red about just our relationship and how we've um how we came to know each other. I know we talk about it on the show at some point, but I don't, I don't even know how long ago it, it's been yeah. since we talked had a conversation like this about just what what we had going on. It was what? Did I meet you when I first moved into Tampa Village Street? I don't know how long I had been there. Like we, and what's crazy is we went to AUM. I don't remember you at AUM. I, I sent you a message on Black Planet one time. I don't remember that. I know you don't remember. <laughs> I sent you a message on Black Planet, and that was before I knew that when women get messages, it's hundreds of messages and shit. <laughs> that was before I knew that, so I assume. That you saw my message was like, I know that dude, fuck him, and then deleted and kept scrolling. That's you know what I'm saying? That's what I thought. That that I thought back. I didn't know I didn't know uh DM mechanics back then. Yeah. Yeah. And so Especially. I always had to deal with you at the housing department. Oh yeah, and it, everybody thought I was mean at the housing what department. What's mean? I wasn't mean. You give off a mean persona on purpose. Like, <laughs> that's easy for you. Look at me save you a lot of shit in your head. And then you be acting like you don't do that on purpose when people point out that you mean. I don't. At You're this point, mean. I think it's unkind. not mean. You're not mean, but you allow people to believe that you mean because it's helpful to you. But when people point it out, then you be all kind of offended. <laughs> because it ain't the reality. You you just not willing to accept the persona that you put off because the reality ain't the persona. Yeah. I mean, it keeps people from fucking bothering me for the most part. So I don't I don't mind it until somebody says something. Then I'm just kind of like, well, I'm not mean. You ain't just, mean, but you be stuck in the crossroads of being nice in front of other people or <laughs> living up to the persona that you allowing that people to, to believe exists. That's that, like them the only options, Jen. That's the only them the only options <laughs> in that scenario. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, we didn't like officially like i guess meet until we both were living in the same apartment complex 
and we ran into the in each other into each other in like the little wash. What is it called? Little wash. Uh, wash laundromat. Laundromat um, um, apartment right. complex laundromat area. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I don't even know from there because we just started hanging out at Plan Yeah. I mean, I know we had a long conversation the first time we met in which you were really nice. I don't know why. <laughs> Apparently, I look intimidating if you don't know me. You know what I'm saying? And you came up to me. You know, like, ain't you from AUM? <laughs> yeah, I'm from AUM. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> and then we just started hanging out. It's been a good day. <laughs> Must have been one of my good days. Must have been. Oh. Uh, what's going on? Must have been. <laughs> But that I don't even funny. know how because we did not like. I don't think we exchanged numbers. I don't think we did. I really don't know. So I don't, I don't know. even know the gap between that day we met to how we connected in any other way. I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> but this isn't the first time that we haven't lived in the same place though. Because so we met then we were hanging out and then. Did you go to North Carolina first? Yeah, or did I moved you go to North UAB? You went to North, North Carolina. Carolina. Yeah. So, yeah, you moved to North Carolina. I was in Montgomery still because I stayed there for an ungodly amount of time. Um, and in the time that I was still in Montgomery, you moved to North Carolina and then to Birmingham. I was still in fucking mm-hmm. <laughs> What What's some shit that happened while we were both in Birmingham that you can remember? Um, I, I remember one thing I remember is you getting that uh what kidney stones or gallstones. Oh Jesus! Oh yeah, you did. Did you come? No, I didn't come. I came to your house and yeah. you told me the story about no, what happened. You, did I call you when I I was working at Toys R Us and I passed out? Yes. Okay. Yes. 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 <laughs> Still don't know why I passed out. That shit was so fucking random. <laughs> <laughs> just really random um i don't know like all of us like when william moved in with me um all of us hanging out i remember um coming when you moved did you move because i was coming over to play rock band and it was like robert and a bunch of other people random mm-hmm. and we would play rock bands <laughs> which again it was very fucking random. That was all at Village Green, right? Was it at Village Green? I feel like it, you were. Were you live? Did you live somewhere else in Montgomery? Yeah, I lived out there with Yogi. I feel and like I lived in um, I lived off of Vaughn Road in those apartments, but I don't think you ever came over there. I feel like it was. So, I feel like I had to drive to wherever it was. I went there to drive in Village Green. I, I don't think it, was it may, must have been down Troy Highway. That's because that's where me and Yogi lived, where it had a decent spot. Yeah, that's the place that 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 I had you drive to that time, and I had fell asleep on my phone, and you drove out there and couldn't get in the gate. <laughs> you remember that? Yes, I do. I called her to come over to my house one time. Her and my homeboy Terrence, <laughs> and I had not been diagnosed with narcolepsy, but <laughs> I clearly still had narcolepsy at this point. So I called them and fell asleep on top of my phone and so my phone ringing couldn't be heard because i was on top of it and so i woke up (laughs) with a whole bunch of missed calls from my gate and i had to call both of them and apologize for having them drive about 15 minutes out the way i live 
and not answer the gate at all. I had cooked food and everything. Yeah, it was supposed to be a whole thing. <laughs> yeah, like I was waiting for them to get there so we can eat and everything, and I fucked that up. I felt so bad about that junk. <laughs> I can't. I went but to both of their house after that and gave them gas money. You did, even though it was not necessary. Um, I think, but I think that we've been closer in Birmingham. We have, as been. far as like our friendship, I think it's been a lot more here than it was um, in Montgomery. Yeah, like I feel like, and I don't know if that I don't know what the determining factor for that is. Uh, I don't know if it's because they're older. Uh, we were both in the same profession, so I mean, we we ha- you. In well, a lot of ways, I like the the, fem- the male version of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't know. When were we mostly doing? When were we mostly like commenting on each other's poetry? That was how we were here. No, that was Village Grid. That was in Montgomery. Cause we went, oh, we and we went to do that poetry reading in Montgomery. We did because and I wasn't gonna read, and you convinced me. <laughs> I did because. I have stage. I don't know if it's stage fright. Yeah, I don't like. I don't like getting up in front of people and being the center of attention. That I don't like that. But this place was not fancy at all, so it was, it was easy to get up there and be like, "Let's just, let's just do this shit in this back alley ass goddamn <laughs> club." Yeah, it'd be fine. <laughs> and it was. Yeah. So um, we did that, and then I guess most of that was like. Most of our interaction from there was um, when I was in North Carolina. Then I moved back to Birmingham. Mm-hmm. And that's when me and Yogi lived in Legends. And then, then um, but the thing, when you moved up to Birmingham, like, you called me to help you move. Yeah. And, I mean, it was like we had been hanging out the whole time. Like, it was just like we picked right back up where it was. Um, you got to meet my my killer cousin. Cousin, I didn't tell you that he was a killer because I didn't want you to not. Sure didn't help me. <laughs> sure didn't. She well, let killer, me be helping. Okay. She help, let me be helping her murderous cousin move, he and I didn't even know he was murderous. He didn't murder anyone. He attempted to murder. He wasn't successful. <laughs> the intent was to murder though. That's worse. Because <laughs> now he he ain't a good murderer. <laughs> Well, yeah, he's not. <laughs> if his intention was the killer, it was. Yeah, Man, he left he... on the side of the road. Like, no, just... I don't need that kind of energy. But I didn't <laughs> but have a choice. Didn't no, no he consent. He was very nice. He was very nice. No problem. Well, what I mean, if if I had done something that day that would have made him <laughs> mad, you can't guarantee me that I wasn't gonna be in this nigga crosshairs. Yeah, I can't. Ready to OJ my ass. But I know, but you, you know, people, how often in your entire life have you met people that you haven't gotten along with or people who haven't liked you? Like the odds of that shit happening are so minuscule that it wasn't, it wasn't going to happen. It wasn't going to happen. I'm just saying. <laughs> Consent. <laughs> you didn't need to know. <laughs> That was on a need-to-know basis, and you didn't need to know. That didn't have anything to do with us all moving stuff together. <laughs> Y'all, let me tell you what happened. When I got here, when I um, 
when she moved to Birmingham, uh, I was in a relationship with my last girlfriend. Oh, yeah. And I told Red that we had broke up and that I was going to stay there for a while. And um, and then um, I was looking for my own spot. And I don't know. she Maybe she didn't buy it. But as soon as I told her I found my own spot, she said, do you want to start a podcast? Like it was all like she like you wanted to at some point, but didn't <laughs> want to step over the boundaries of my relationship or something. Yeah, it was gonna be you weird. Remember that? It was gonna be weird. Like I know, I know that y'all. Well, but I know you well enough to know that if you if y'all were done and you were just staying there, that that was the truth. But I didn't know how her side of things, so I didn't want it to be awkward <laughs> in any kind of way. <laughs> so. It was just easier to wait until you were in your own space and that wasn't a thing. <laughs> but the way she did it, it was clear that <laughs> she was like waiting <laughs> to ask about it. <laughs> I was like, damn. It was it was not hard to be like, damn, she was waiting. <laughs> she was. Uh, but I knew that so I don't know. I I probably talk about this on the podcast. I have a youtube that i've been on and off with for for years and you know because it's something that i do on my own and i don't have anybody to hold me accountable i fall off this shit real easily like uh my little brother actually said something to me like a couple of weeks ago he was like so i guess you just then gave that up now because he liked i was doing videos actually i was doing kind of what we do on the podcast i had started picking reddit posts and um you know recording my reactions and my you know advice both my personal advice and like as a therapist i had started doing that and uh he liked it he thought it was really good and he was like i don't even know why you stopped doing that but it's because i don't i don't know like i i'll get in a mood where i'm like i don't feel like doing that but with the podcast because i it, i have somebody else um like an accountability accountable. type shit. yeah then it's a lot harder to just be like hey, i'm gonna do this shit <laughs> So uh, that was part of the reason why. And I mean, I knew I didn't I didn't think I knew we had interesting conversations just because of how both of our brains work. But I didn't know for sure that anybody was going to give a fuck or really want to listen to it. But I just thought it would be something cool to try out. And it worked out. I mean, from that, we met people from overseas we've had conversations that i would never have been able to have or, or ever would have had with uh as far as swinging and all of that shit like that would never have come to be <laughs> we've never i've never had talked to leon like all that shit wouldn't have happened <laughs> outside us, of the um, podcast and without the podcast we probably never would have connected with uh Shogun yeah. and Cole Jackson yeah. and Rockman 3K3, Leroy Ketchum. We never would have hooked up with them. Like I said, yeah. we met we met all them through um, Shogun coming to hook up my cable and the internet. Yeah. And yeah. we just he just a personable ass motherfucker. He is. And we were just he, he, like <laughs> like she, he got my phone number at after the end of the shit. So I'm like, these women ain't got a goddamn chance. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
<laughs> like when he go and put cable in, I'm like, I always be telling him, you just got the juice, you got that aura, you know what I'm saying? Like he had awesome. my fucking. I don't understand. I don't get it. He like, had my Facebook after goddamn putting my cable in. So I was like, God damn. <laughs> put some perspective into the shit. <laughs> he just he doesn't get it, but he is very personal. But yeah, like it it all worked out, I feel like, the way that it was supposed to. Cause that was just so coincidental. And then we all started hanging out and everybody got along, even though I think we all have very different personalities, but it all works. And I mean that probably is because we all have podcasts where um we have kind of Except for us. I feel like everybody else's podcast, they're on opposite ends of the spectrum. And I don't know that me and you are on opposite ends of the spectrum. Like, I feel like Leroy and Rockman are on opposite ends. I feel like Cole and Shogun are on opposite ends. But I don't know that I would say that about us. Like, we agree a lot on Yeah. We see out of our own shit, you know. Yeah. Kind of part of it is we choose shit that, that you know, makes sense to us. Yeah. And, we got the same kind of mind. Um, it's just a few things that we don't see out of our own goddamn. Yeah. There's been a few things where we debate for 30 minutes about yeah. <laughs> whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. Uh, but, I, you know, again, one of the things that I value about our friendship is the ability to do that. Like, you know, we don't ever get upset if we disagree. It's just like, it's how I feel. That's how you feel. I still feel this way. You still feel your way. Like, it's fine. I don't even think we've ever had an argument. No, no, no. I, I mean, a big part of it is that, like, I feel like I know how to handle you. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and you know I don't give a fuck. You don't you give know, a fuck. It's only, so, it's only so frustrated you can be to where you won't hear from me for some days until you... <laughs> come to your senses <laughs> like and you're not the only one people know family know that like a lot of people know that about me it's like you we you know we won't hear from eddie for a year if <laughs> if we don't stop being mad at him <laughs> yeah you and know. he will be fucking perfectly fine and if we call him and need him he'll do whatever the fuck we need him to do <laughs> which is the complete opposite of me because i hold grudges <laughs> uh, you know, like, like y'all, I wish y'all could just hear how I have to manage red sometimes, man. Like, it'll be it. So, one classic example is red, especially with her last job, clearly hate recording on Mondays. Oh, yeah. Period. So, we'll get on Mondays and she'll have a little mean face on. And I'll have to be like, Red, you know that I know that you don't like recording on Mondays, which means you know that it wasn't my intention to record on Monday. So if we have to record on Monday, you know I didn't have no other option. So I see that you're visibly frustrated, but I didn't mean for it to be this way. So stop being irrational and, you know, upset. Just like, I know you're upset. And I think that's what you're doing, like, Probably in relationships too, it's like you just want them to know you upset. And once you acknowledge the shit, she's fine. Once you acknowledge it. You know what? <laughs> you made a, a statement on the show before 
and I think that you were joking, but now I'm dead ass like going to do this. Whoever I end up dating long term, they need to have a conversation with you so that they can understand me better because that is so fucking true. I just want you to acknowledge the shit. Like I can't, I dated somebody that would, I can't stand, if we having an issue, I cannot stand for you to pretend like that shit, like just come talking to me regular. Like bitch, don't talk to me regular. Like we have an issue. Don't, don't, you gonna acknowledge this anger. You gonna acknowledge my feelings. You gonna acknowledge the fact that I'm upset. All it takes for you to do is to acknowledge it. It literally, literally only takes that. And I'm fine, but I need you to acknowledge it and know that it's an issue <laughs> and I'm good. But like, and that's so, in my mind, that's very simple, but it is not simple for niggas to do. And they, you know, believe that it comes with all this other stuff. It really doesn't. When I say I just need you to acknowledge it, that shit is true. Fucking acknowledge it. We can move on. We're good. <laughs> there is nobody more invested in you having a successful relationship than me. Please have <laughs> them niggas call me. Like, you know how spies have a handler in movies and shit? I'll be them niggas handler, man. Just have them reach out to me. I'll give them a new mission. Yes, sir. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is acknowledge her feelings and your role in the feelings that you have invalidated somehow or your actions that have made her feel a particular type of way. Um, this message will self-destruct in 20 seconds. If you don't do that shit, she gonna break up with your ass. Bye. <laughs> Yes. So we gotta set that up. Whoever it is is gonna have to be secure enough to be able to be like, listen, I need you to just talk to on point. Like just for the, the sake of this relationship, I fucking need you. Just right now, go call him because we you there. You are Bro, there. Go fucking call him. Oh, this is simple. This is simple. <laughs> do this, do this, do this. Wait two days and then you'll be fine. It, I mean, after you acknowledge, you know what I'm saying, relationship style, you still be having to give a motherfucker time to process <laughs> the rest of what they thought they was finna be mad at you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, because, yeah, especially if it's unexpected. And that's how you, that's exactly how somebody could easily get me, is if you, I'm not even expecting that shit, and now I'm frustrated myself because I'm like, I was prepared to be mad for like three, four days. The fuck am I supposed to do with this now? <laughs> Exactly. Like it's a uh, it's a it's TikTok meme. It's a TikTok <laughs> meme where this woman is just she she screams something and the dude said, You right. And she be like, she keep going. He said, Babe, I just said you are right. And then she be like, What the fuck we supposed to argue about now? <laughs> <laughs> so it's like that energy that you had, like women build up this like reserve of energy that they gonna into not fucking with you for a few days. If you resolve the shit too fast, you still gotta let them get rid of that energy, man. You you can fuck up other little simple shit yeah. just by trying to engage with that little energy going on that they got. You let that shit drain out, man. Let that shit drain out. That's all you gotta do. That's especially... But, um... My... So... As far as since living here, um, meeting your grandma, your grandma is so sweet. Oh, yeah, she is sweet. She is so sweet. She's so, she like a Sour Patch kid <laughs> as far as the family go. Anybody outside the family, you're going to get some good-ass food. She's going to smile. Yes. Everything going to be all gravy. But let you not be with me. Ooh, Eddie, you done got fat. 
you know, Granny Love, you have some cake. <laughs> That's that Sour Patch Kid bullshit. I be like, Granny, you know I'm fat because of you, right? <laughs> All them cakes, you look, letting us lick the spoon and shit when we were kids. You should have told us no. <laughs> but she's so sweet. Oh, she's such a sweet lady. Bro, uh, y'all was on my Facebook. My granny be out there. Granny love you, but not your beard. <laughs> like, granny, you just came on the page to hate. <laughs> That's it. She be on that Sour Patch Kid shit. Oh, my God. My mom loved you. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Yo, she, I don't know why. She, don't know why. Know, she knows that you're lovable. And she's sad as fuck. She's sad like you her friend. She's like, when is he leaving? Like, are you serious? Why you care? <laughs> Why I not? think your I feel like your mama finds comfort in the fact that every time you have an issue that somebody can take care of here, I'm the one that's helping with it. Yeah. And I think sure. that your mama being somebody that's so protective, feeling like she don't have to carry all of that shit. Yeah. And, and I think that's been really helpful for her. Yeah. That's the energy I get from your mama. It's like the energy I get from her is you you do care about my baby. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And you'll you'll help her when she need help. Yeah. And I, I fuck with you. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, William is the same thing with my little brother. William, which is the little brother, the brother that I'm the closest to. The one that I we always talking about us going back and forth. William loves you. William, get out. Get, William, when I lived in Montgomery, William was constantly like, you just need to date Eddie. Like, just that's what you need to do. Like, one, because he wanted to be able to eat food all the fucking time. And so he felt like if we dated, he would have somehow have access to these bountiful meals all the goddamn time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's in his mind. That's what he thought um, was going to happen. But he, William is the same way. Like, he he don't even live here. He's that leaving. I'm like, dude, you don't live here no more. You live in Indiana. You, it's the same fucking thing, basically. You don't ever see this nigga. Why do you care? <laughs> what is your problem? Like, relax. Relax. Listen, man, it's, you know, I'm just likable. <laughs> when I was in North Carolina, I was working at Red Lobster, and uh, I might have told this story on the show, but whatever. Um, when I went up there, my brother was like, uh, oh, get the, get the fuck out of here, man. What, what you doing? He just came in here to make fucking horse noises and shit. <laughs> oh, leave. Thank you. Don't put him uh, out. He was fine in here before he started making these little breathing noises, whatever the hell he doing. Anyway, uh, I moved to North Carolina first to live with my sister. And I worked at Red Lobster while I was there. I left. And when I got there, people like they fuck with me, mostly because I'm a hard worker and I make everybody's job around me easy. I'm good at serving. I am good at multitasking in an environment where there are a lot of little micro tasks to do. I'm real good with that. And so people like me because I made their job easier. When Eddie was there, everything was okay. Yeah. Um, and so I after a year, I moved back down here. My brother moved up there. And my brother worked there for about two weeks before he told him that he was my brother. He said, Eddie, what? He called me and said, Eddie, what the fuck you do to these people? <laughs> he was like, as soon as I told him I was Eddie's brother, they inviting me to the club. They giving me free food out the kitchen. 
I'm getting the shifts and off days I want. They was like, what? Anyway, <laughs> like, and he always, he always say that, you know what I'm saying? He always tell me, man, everybody love Eddie, man. Everybody love Eddie, just for whatever. And um, I've never met anybody that had an issue with you. Like, I don't even know that that's like, I feel like at this point, if I met somebody that had an issue with you, I know it's them. Like, if it's just you. You the only motherfucker in the whole world that's got a problem with him. It's you. <laughs> Automatically, <laughs> off top, it's you. <laughs> it ain't him. It's you. Are you the only person on the planet? Like, no. <laughs> no. It's you. You need to check yourself. Figure out what you got going on. Yeah, it's... Uh, Meeting JD, it's I don't even remember when I first met JD. I think... I don't know. I don't even remember when I first met him. I can't even remember. Y'all are so different. <laughs> My brother's so. <laughs> Listen, but we got that same thing, though. We got that same, oh, people that same like him. energy. Yeah. yeah. It's just. I can see that. Different. We, we yeah, got, we got it in different contexts. Yeah. Like, JD is fucking funny. JD is funny. Yeah. Like, off the cuff funny. Like, <laughs> and I don't know where he got so knowledgeable about so much shit, but like he got stories and he back them up with facts and data. So we like we similar in that regard. He just funny yeah. to me, man. I'm I'm um I can be funny, you know what I'm saying, but not on purpose. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and he just a good storyteller. I'm not a storyteller. Yeah. You know. Um like the like he is, yeah. But um, when I can't, I just can't even put my hand on a, a moment when y'all was together somewhere. I you don't know. know. It, I mean, I think the only time I've interacted with him has been at your different apartments. Like I met him maybe when you were still living in Montgomery, mm-hmm. and um, and he was at your apartment in Hoover when I could. I think I came. I think I came over to do the show. And yeah. Yeah. Um, so I've met him a few times over the years. But I, I remember that because he was supposed to be on the show that day. Yeah. And when we got there, he was on the couch with a big girl. He was. And <laughs> so that didn't happen. Like, yeah, he ain't really <laughs> uh, And it was so random because I, w- I was expecting he was going to be on the show. And so I'm like, oh, okay. And then I walk in and he like booed up on the couch with this girl. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been over ten years at this point that I think that we've known each other. Um like hey, I when said, did last, we go to uh when did we go to Joe's Crab Shack? That was for one of my birthdays. That was right after I found out I was allergic. So we went to Joe's Crab Shack and I had to eat fucking chicken tenders. Did I know you have you were allergic at the time? No, because I didn't know I was allergic at the time. Hell. <laughs> Okay. I was just like discovering it. So that was like right when I had turned 30. So that was about six years ago. So that would have been, a, it was for my 30th birthday. Yeah. Actually, it was. It was because yeah. uh, AC Blow came with his crazy ass girlfriend at the time. Did you ever tell AC Blow about that girl I with my interaction with her? I did. And he was like, <laughs> what? I was like, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Uh, AC Blow came with a girl. He did. And and um 
and you know, I, I mean, I came by myself, and we just had a good time. Yeah. I think Jason was there this time. Jason came. Stacy was there. Stacy was uh, there. AC Blow, his girlfriend. I think that was it. And then me and you. I think that was it. I don't think anybody else. And so I'm on Plenty of Fish, and somebody sent me a message and say, hey, I know you. And I'm like, <laughs> you do not look familiar. Who are you? <laughs> because I don't like, I don't look at other dudes' girls like that. Like, I just, yeah. when it's a dude with, with a girl, I don't do nothing. I just, I don't be fucking, I be friendly, but I don't be witty yeah. or joking or making no eye contact or none of that shit. They just, just don't do that shit. Yeah. And um, so I wasn't paying no attention to her. And um, she sent a message and I was like, who are you? And she was like, you were at the dinner. And I was like, oh, okay. And then and then she started going hard in like the the in terms of uh trying to like I guess get me on her team. And I was like, hold on, what? This ain't this don't feel natural. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I think either point, way, what'd you like? I think at that point she was still mad at him because I don't know how long it had been at that point since they had broken up. I don't even remember, but I think that was yeah. It got <laughs> that was cool, weird. Though. That whole thing was weird. It got kooky though, man. I had these allergies, and she started oh, saying that allergies. You can heal your allergies through natural means. You need herbs and berries and yoga. And I'm like, does she even believe in medicine? Ain't she a nurse? <laughs> she was a nurse. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I just feel like she's somewhere <laughs> with Dr. CB products <laughs> in her damn kitchen and bathroom, telling people why. Uh, coronavirus ain't as real and as deadly as possible and that she ain't gonna take no vaccine when it come out <laughs> probably so uh i forgot she did that yeah, yeah. she's gonna kill you you gonna be dead <laughs> she's gonna kill me she's gonna have to go through something delicious goddamn you're gonna have to kill me through a steak <laughs> to poison me because if you try to do something physical well, I'm with... saying by telling you, hey, if you do these things, you can eat all the shellfish you want. Then you oh, eat the hell shellfish no. and like, shit, yeah, no. you swell up and you die. We're going to do that. <laughs> we want to play that game. Uh, that whole thing was so awkward, even at my birthday dinner, because me and AC Blow had dated. And for whatever reason, in his mind, he was like, I'm going to be completely 100% honest with her. And I'm going to tell her. Right before we fucking come to your birthday dinner. And I'm like, why the fuck would you do that? Because now she's going to be sat looking at me with the side eye because you didn't tell her this shit. It was unnecessary. It was years ago. Why would you even mention that? She didn't ask you that. He was like, I don't know. I just thought, you know, be honest. <laughs> but it's not not being honest. Nobody fucking asked you. Now you made shit weird. And it was a little bit awkward. So I'm going out of my way, you know, being even more. Like, if y'all have heard uh, me and Cole go back and forth on the show. That's how it is with me and AC. And so I'm going hard, like showing like, it's a camaraderie, we're just friends. Like we're buds, like, because you didn't make this shit awkward now. <laughs> Cause you want to be honest, nigga. Nobody asked you for that. She didn't ask you that. You could have just brought her. She would have thought I was just a friend, which I am at this point. And it's been fine, but you running your mouth. Shut up, <laughs> stop talking. Mm, mm, mm. It's unnecessary. Now she's looking at me funny. Um, but yeah, that was for my 30th birthday. Um, I don't know. I can't think of anything else that, um, any more notable moments when I moved here. I mean, this wasn't 
it had anything to do with you but you remember we went we turned the wrong way with the truck and my u-haul got stuck it got stuck outside of uh backyard burgers backyard burgers and the police had to come we had to call a tow truck get it it was a whole thing yeah i left by the time that shit was going on i had to get the fuck out of there man it was bad oh yeah you you weren't there when that happened Mm -mm. i was there when it happened but i went there to follow up oh yeah got out of the situation (laughs) it did take a while to resolve um and we were blocking traffic it was just a whole fucking thing um that was my why did you never come to my bar at Red Lobster? Why was that never something you did? Had, did you ever go to come to my bar at Red Lobster? I don't think so. Uh, hmm. No, I don't think I did. I don't know. Bars ain't my thing, probably. <laughs> Plus, like, you kept, I think you kept saying, like, oh, you can come hang out, but it's you at work. It's, <laughs> so, well, like, look, I, I, if you knew, if you knew what work was really for me, you would have came. <laughs> It was just me standing up there by myself, writing poetry, checking Facebook, making smoothies and shit, trying different fucking flavor, a non-alcoholic shit. That's all my job was. That's all my job was. But yeah, I don't think I ever did. um, I didn't come up to the bar. Mm I don't think I ever did. Um, But yeah, I mean, this will be... So again, this isn't the first time we've like lived apart um this is the furthest (laughs) for sure uh but it's not the first clearly we're still gonna do the podcast so this ain't no goodbye shit or nothing no you know we've been doing the podcast skype since covid started yeah Um, so i mean they won't nothing as far as the podcast will change and we talk pretty regularly uh especially if i have so on point is my jiminy cricket because I can't tell sometimes if I'm overreacting to things or if I'm not reacting enough. Uh, because my my fuck meter is so low sometimes when it comes mm-hmm. to things. Uh, so I have to call him and get his opinion <laughs> to see where am like am I being reasonable or am I being read? Like I <laughs> I don't know sometimes. Sometimes yeah. I don't give a fuck. I'm being read on purpose because bitches need that. Uh, so those on those occasions I don't call him. But if I feel like I might be being a little bit dramatic <laughs> about a situation, I'll call him. That. Yeah. Or if I'm being, I'm a born pessimist, and so sometimes I'm like really pessimistic about a situation. And I don't think it's that you're an optimist. I think you're just more realistic than me. And so sometimes when I'm like gloom and doom, you're like, what? <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, I think I think that's the variable. You know, like there you are ninety percent rational and logic based. There is a ten percent version of you based off your trauma that is going yeah. to make you respond a certain type of way. Yeah. Like I remember the first time I was um Red has given me hints to her trauma and based on what it was really had to explain to me what the fuck the big deal was so <laughs> me taking my shoes off and having my socks on the carpet and rubbing my socks on the carpet Nigga. she just she just it triggered her because she just she just pointed at my foot and said uh-uh <laughs> i'm like what the hell you what uh uh-uh, what <laughs> like is it a roach <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> she was like rubbing your feet <laughs> i was like Okay, you gonna have to explain this one to me because I don't know what the fuck <laughs> that's about. 
know. Yeah, and uh, so that it doesn't sound crazy. The reason I hate that is my dad would do that when he would drink. Like uh, one of the things that he he would do that and he would grind his teeth. Oh my god! And to this day, I cannot. You want to get me upset? Do that. <laughs> Um, he would do that shit all the time. Like, oh my god, I couldn't stand it. And it's so funny how like little shit can be triggering to people and you don't know. That's just how trauma works, though. There was no way nobody else in the world would give a fuck about that. <laughs> I'm no sure way. you were like, what? <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> um, but you know, like, I mean, I don't know. Like, it's like red. Red is the example of somebody who got shit together you know yeah. but you you see those little uh effects that trauma have on you yeah you know what i'm saying and how they show up in your real life and it ain't like the way they show up or like is super problematic you know what yeah. i'm saying but sometimes like like if i happen to not be somebody who is agreeable and easy to deal with you know it can go south for a dude who don't have good intentions when you you know when he rubbing his feet and you, you know, respond like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It can turn into some shit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And that's like that's how them little trauma moments show up. Yeah. Um or whatever. But but um Yeah. But that's I mean it's gonna be weird. Like on point is like the food capital for us. So like when we gonna all get together and some food shit is gonna be involved, it's usually at his house because he's the king of deliciousness. So like, that's gonna be weird to not have that. Um, my goal is for us to still hang out. I feel like it's gonna be so much less after you leave though. <laughs> like um, I think we're gonna, if with COVID we just- Leroy Ketchum would be the one to take up the mantle on deliciousness. He would, yeah. He would be the one to take up the mantle on deliciousness, so. If he do that, then y'all good. Your it house have to be after COVID because you know he got a baby. <laughs> Can't be yeah. giving his baby COVID. <laughs> so and I appreciate I appreciate uh, appreciate him for showing up when he have. And oh yeah, for being okay with that, you know, because um, it's still it's just risky coming out, man. It is. That's why we have got to figure out a. Uh, uh, virtual way for us all to hang out like i think watching that movie virtually we like we definitely need out. to watch black dynamite yeah because listen <laughs> we, we talked Dynamite. about that shit on the show and i got roasted amazing experience <laughs> oh so believe have to do that but as far as the show is concerned y'all are going to really notice the difference um because it's going to kind of be the same as it's been um so this is just i, th I think this is more just nostalgia for us that y'all are just having to listen to <laughs> more so than you know because nothing's really changing as far as the show is concerned um, we're gonna pretty much do the show the same so this yeah. is for nostalgia purposes. Um, um it's been a long time. I I literally it's been yeah, ten at least ten years. Ten plus years. Yeah, it, mm, when do we move into graduating oh. in two thousand and seven? Oh seven or oh eight. Oh eight at the latest, because by oh eight I had Kingston. 
Um, so well, so I graduated from AUM in 07. We graduated just, from AUM in 07, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, oh yeah, it could have been about two thousand and five or six. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hell. It's been a long time. <laughs> yeah. It have been. And uh <clears throat> this was just a conversation. This was mostly yeah, like Rhea said, a, a, a nostalgic conversation between us about um like how we got here. <laughs> um and uh you know, on the show, <clears throat> on the show that you probably didn't listen to, I did identify you as my best friend. <laughs> uh, and I told you that, I think, right? Yeah, you did tell me. Yeah. That. Um, yeah. Which I never really, the only person I ever identified as a best friend is Tommy. I really don't like them kind of quantifiers. Like, everybody is a role player in my life. <laughs> It's the best shit that you at, and it's some best shit that other people at. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, best is such a fuck fucking um, stigmatizing term for the people in your life. <laughs> um, but under the way that question was framed, I was like, shit, I guess it gotta be red. Red meet all criteria for a best friend. Fucking dependable, accessible, knowledgeable, logical. My trust, trustworthy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All that shit. That's yeah. that's all. You know. Yeah. That's all. It all fits. Yeah. Same. I think I would say you were my best friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially, like I said, over the last few years, the anytime something happens, like you, one of the first people I call, <laughs> and like, nigga, listen, let me tell you what happened. Nigga, listen to what this bitch said to me today. Like, <laughs> and you, you know, you've been the same for me, even though in lo- much lower quantities. Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> shit don't really. Yeah. Bruh, I be I brush off shit so much. You like, don't give a fuck about. <laughs> listen, I just I really wish that y'all could have been. Like he could have recorded his response to his fucking car blowing up. If that is not the best example of like how many fucks you don't give about shit, I would have been calling like, oh my god, my car like it, I would have been it would have been a whole dramatic thing. And I again, yeah, I would say ninety percent of the time I'm pretty rational, but like that kind of shit, I'm gonna freak out because that's a freak out moment. This nigga was talking about it like he had to get an oil change in his car or like like it was something that every day had like your car doesn't blow up every day. You don't have a car fire where the fucking a fire department has to respond every day, but his tone was just like, "Yeah, my car blew up." <laughs> he wasn't upset. <laughs> he was like, it's just, yeah, I wish y'all could have like heard it. Um, Being unbothered is a gift and a curse. <laughs> <laughs> One of the if unbothered was a person, it would be you. You are. <laughs> The embodiment of unbothered. <laughs> uh, I'm unbothered by some things. You're unbothered by most things. And some shit bothers me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Don't get me wrong, but the list is low. Most it's things. Small, very short and small. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. But the show will continue on. We'll, yeah. Show will continue. And um, look, if anybody, if you are hearing my words right now um 
whether you've written into the show, never written into the show. I'll be it'd be nice to hear some words to see me off on the next part of my journey, if you feel yeah. like it. Um it's no. just it's just something that feels different about being on a show and getting responses from random people. Yeah. You know, that yeah. that that's it's some value in that to me. Yeah. You know, like as unexpected because again, these are conversations yeah. that we would literally be having anyway. <laughs> yeah. It's um oh, I was gonna say, uh it's a dude that sent us an email long ago that I we were supposed to get some shit for. And we <laughs> never did. <laughs> his name began with a J. I can't remember his name. I'll go back and find the email. <sighs> but ah man, I got caught up in moving and so much stuff happened and I never got to send them nothing. If if you listening still, send us a new email because my yeah. national inclination is to send you some shit to the address you gave me. But it was so long ago, you might live somewhere different now. Yeah. So uh, I'm gonna find an email and email you. But if you're listening now, send me something, and I'm I will reward you handsomely for my <laughs> um, negligence. <laughs> oh Jesus! But. Um, but uh, like I said, the show ain't going nowhere. But this is a whole new journey for me. And let me tell you something. I'm not the kind of person that make this kind of decision. This yeah. is a very, very big decision. These are the kind of things that I inch over to uh, on a long term. But this is a big-ass move in which I am leaving, not leaving the radio station that I'm on, but I'm limiting how much more value I can get out of being on that show. Yeah. I am leaving my business behind. And at some point we're gonna dissolve that business. I'm leaving behind a mentoring program that was paying me pretty good to work with kids, which is, you know, has been a great experience for me. I'm leaving behind a whole bunch of connections and I'm ready to do it. And you know, I'm not a religious person so much, but I am a spiritual person, I'll say. And I just I've been looking for signs in my environment that is telling me that this is the right move to make. And it's literally been sign after sign after sign that I think is telling me that this is where you, what you're supposed to be doing. And yeah. I don't know if I'm supposed to be leaving where I'm at or just going to where I'm going. But yeah. I feel like everything that has happened up to this point is, is has reinforced the idea that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. And so I'm ready for it. Fuck it. I got a lot of plans um, because a lot of my energy has been going into maintaining my business, talking to therapists, talking to social workers, doing a whole bunch of shit that yeah. has taken energy away from some other things I could be doing. And I'm ready to kind of be free of that and yeah. just able to, to, to be solo. You know, I'm ready for that. Yeah. All right. So, but anyway, I appreciate y'all for listening. Um, do you have uh, anything else on your mind, ma'am? Uh, no. All right. Well, until we come to the next conversation, we out. Holla. <laughs>